Very excited. That's my natural dulcet tones. What are you talking about? No, it is not. It's not my. By the way, you've radio said that. Voice. No, it's not that either. Ooh, that reminds me of another thing I want to talk about. Today. Radio voice. Radio. Radio. Voice. Radio voice. Let me just talk about it now. Welcome. Because radio voice. There are other things we can talk about later, but I want to talk about this now. There's a thing that I heard about today. I kind of seen it off and on, but I saw it. A, a former WSBF DJ who I'm friends with on Facebook happened to post about it, and then I went and checked out. It seems like there's a lot of former WSBF DJs that are part of it. There's a guy who graduated in 94, I believe is when he graduated from Clemson, and he started his own... Do I know him? Say that again. Do I know him? I don't think so. Like, his name kind of sounded familiar, but kind of not. Name? But he start. Hang on, I forgot now. Spill He's, the deets. He start. It's Mark something, not Sublet. Zuckerberg. No, Fucker. not Zuckerberg. Not that either. His time at Clemson. He so started a um, his own radio station, like an online radio oh, station. Shit. Oh god damn it! Which Sorry, is pretty I hit the cool. microphone. Let, hang on, let me pause right now. Todd is working with a new setup. We may. We probably. I hopefully we talked about. Oh this. shit! I had. I got to put my hat on backwards. I think that's that's part of what I got to do. It's weird having the microphone all up in your shit. Yeah, that's how you do radio. I know it's been. I know. I'm half. We're not doing century. radio. We're doing a podcast. That's how you do podcasts. Anyway, I pledge allegiance. No, there's um. So a guy started his own radio station. Mark Sanders is his name. Ooh, don't know him. Yeah. Again, I think he graduated your freshman year. I think that matters. WJBZ. Out, so. so anyway, what's the what's the call letters? It's on. It's an online radio station. It has no call letters, but it's called Gutsy Radio. I think the website is literally gutsyradio.org. So check it out. Quick plug. Why not? Um, but I looked through the schedule and I was like, I recognize some of these names. And it just has, it's on ma- mainly in the evenings, but it's seven days a week. People doing shows. Wait, and, so it's live streaming. It's not pre-recorded. I stuff? believe it's live streaming. Yes. I'm not 100% sure. And you think some of the disc jockeys are former Wizbiff disc jockeys? I know they are. Oh. What's fact. your friend's name? What's my what? Jalen Hayward. What's that guy's name that you used to abandon? <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Wilson Ligon? L- L- is that it? Ligon? Wilson? Yeah. He's into Cri- emo. Crypto Willie. Same guy. Used to be in a oh, band really? with him. He was, yeah. No, no, no. You weren't in. A, I don't think you were in a band with him. This is some oh. other guy that worked at the radio station that you were friends with. He would. He would be a frequent contributor to the oh, Nintendo Power. Um, David Bowman is probably who you're thinking of. Bowman, Bowman. That's it. As far as I can tell, Bowman. he does not have a show on Gutsy Radio, but he might. But who? Someone you know does. Yeah, just I looked at the schedule and I was like, I, I know some of these people. Swishart? Like no, not Scott Wishart. Um, Busy with the record store. Probably. But it's interesting because on the schedule it has their name or names and then where they're from. And the guy, uh, again, my friend who posted this on Facebook, there was a link to an article, I believe, in the Greenville Journal, where he was talking about how he'd like to have ultimately 
you know, 24 hours, obviously, and he wants to have a disc jockey in every state. Interestingly, not surprisingly, there are several from South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, but interestingly, there's already a couple from Colorado. There's like a half dozen to 10 this, from. Let me interrupt you for a second. The yeah, station sure. is based out of South Carolina. I don't know, but I would assume headquarters. So. The radio tower is in the internet of South Carolina. You think? Um, or because the article was written in Greenville Journal, I'm going to make that assumption. But it's possible. Fair. That that's wrong, because the Greenville Journal is just writing about it because he's a former WSBF disc jockey, and there are several other WSBF former former WSBF. Disc I just want. Disc I would apologize to the listeners ahead of time. Hearing my voice in the headphones, I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, extra zippity doodahs on the show tonight. I think. Why is that? I don't know. It's just it's cool to hear yourself talking. I don't know why. Hang on. It's a like second. if you hang on, hang on, hang on. You you didn't hear that with your old setup. You didn't have your own voice. I in did, the but this is like I told you. The microphones are plugged into the headphone, and they're like yes. extra loud, so I'm hearing every. Uh, nuance of my vocals also don't apologize to listeners apologize to me because it, i'm the one that it's going to annoy i'm the one that's going to listen to it live and during the edit of in the edit bay here at the uh, home studio so i what, what i was going to say is yeah. it's like if you gave me a megaphone mm -hmm. you know one of those yeah. things um we all know what a megaphone i will is. i will talk on that for an endless amount of time i do believe that uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you ever did this, but our mother taught gifted and talented students and they had like a field trip. Mm -hmm. And I went on one with my then girlfriend, now wife. And for some reason, one of the activities we were we it was on a big bus, like a like a charter bus style bus. Sure. It wasn't a school bus, but it was one that we this was an overnight field trip uh -oh. field study, as they were called. Making out in the bus. Uh, that, uh, don't answer that question. I don't know. <laughs> wait, no, not with my girlfriend and probably or anyone else. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. anyway, if it's going to be anyone, it would be your now current wife. Please, please. Yes. No, I just it sounded a little inappropriate. Yeah. I wanted to clar clarify. Okay. Anyway, um, so field trip, overnight field trip, field trip. And for some reason, one of the activities was canceled or the person who was supposed to be leading it did not show up. Mm -hmm. And so I was, um, there was a microphone, like a megaphone, and I was just talking to it, scatting and bebopping, having a good time. Bebopping and, and scatting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> we had to play a game with the children, and uh, I played a game that we had played, not we, you and I, but um, the collective we of the attendees mm -hmm. of Camp St. Christopher played, okay. and the kids loved it. So, But I just remember having that microphone and my wife being like, man, you really love talking and do it. The megaphone. I was like, it's fucking fun. So this was said that to, so this was a graders. this was a real megaphone. This was off the bus. You're saying because I was picturing you on the bus on like the. All right, passengers. We, we, we definitely had the like the sort of internal. Maybe that's what it was. I think it was the the mic on the bus. You know, like the bus yeah, driver's the, like, "Hey, you, yeah, sit the fuck down." Uh, or, or in this sort of charter bus, they had the little CB style. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and I definitely talked into that. I feel like there may have also been a megaphone just for corralling the students. I think I used both, but quite an enjoyable thing. To Double do. threat. Yeah. 
I, I put the megaphone up to the speaker mic and just went crazy. Not really. I bet that's a fun memory for you and probably a painful one for literally everyone else. That <laughs> I don't think so. The kids loved me. It was great. Yeah, you always did like kids. Anyway, so yeah, shout out Gutsy Radio, gutsyradio.org. Check it out. Give it a listen. I admittedly have not listened to it yet. I just read the so article earlier today, I, and I've been busy. Did you? Yeah. Do they describe the type of music? I assume it's so similar to college radio, or uh, in a way, um, college radio adjacent. I mean, it's independent internet radio. But like, do they have playlists, or did you get a genre, specialty shows? So it I'm says they don't have what we called rotation in the college radio biz. No, but. because these are all home studios across the country, but. Um, do, 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 do. Now, now that all one really needs to be DJs, a laptop, and the right software, Sanders, the name of the guy who owns the station, has gathered a network of 40 DJs from around the country for Gutsy Radio, a decentralized community. Wait, wait, you keep saying owns the station. He's got a fucking website. Right. He owns the website and the doesn't, servers. I mean, doesn't own anything, right? In the way that I own the bropodnetwork.com, he owns Gutsy Radio. Okay. A decentralized gotcha. community radio station featuring music, talk, performance, and experiments broadcast. I don't know what that means. Broadcast live from around the U.S. Each two-hour program on GutsyRadio.org is curated solely by its DJ, host, or performer, and the station presents an eclectic, visceral, and exciting variety of ad-free shows every evening. Do you think they have PSAs like we had back in the Dizzle? Possibly. Back in the day. Um the other thing I read, I read some of their FAQs, and one of them said that they do not have commercials. They survive on support via Patreon and... Listener-sponsored. Listener-sponsored. radio. Sure. So, um, yeah. Wait, one more thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I mean, being a radio DJ now is just yes. making a playlist and stopping every once in a while to talk i assume some of the shows are like that again if you were listening when i just read that some of them are talk shows some of them are more performance based again sorry i don't I meant, know what that i meant means. the music shows yeah i assume the music shows are just you know hit play on your on, on spotify or Bandcamp or whatever you're playing however the software works i don't know how it works um and just let That's it let roll i wonder how it works and then talk i don't know but i'm very tempted to email the guy <laughs> i wonder no, I'm serious, now that you said that like I wonder what, how that broadcast thing, is it just like a sort of a live feed of your computer or something? I, I really don't know, but it's, when I saw even the headline of this I'm, article. I'm not worried that it's complicated. I'm just curious what the actual No, no, no. I know you're not. Is. But that, that was my first thought is, it didn't even dawn on me, oh, this must be hard. It was like, of course, it's 2021. Anyone could start this. You just, if you want to do it live seven nights a week, you just need like it says, a, a team of currently 40 people and growing. So um, anyway, I cool to reminisce see. About, about our yeah. college radio days for a second. I don't know if you had this, but we had um, yes. carts. We had carts, yep. which were like fucking eight tracks, basically, to play yeah, the PSAs. They were eight tracks. They looked like Nintendo games or Atari games. Is the size that they you were. they were yeah they were each labeled individually and just plugged it in and hit the thing on the board to play it. Then we had most of the time two CD players. One was were, often broken, but yes, two. 
Yeah, that's what I said most of the time. <clears throat> I feel like there were three CD players at one point, but I don't recall ever having three CD players work. I do remember <clears throat> they had sort of like the CDR case <clears throat> that you would put the CD in. Yep. And you'd load them into the CD player, dial up the track, and then again, hit play from the board. Uh, we had two record players. Yep. I don't recall anyone ever actually using both of oh, them I loved back using to back. Them. You... Oh, back to back. That was ballsy. That was like a big thing. Or just like queuing up two records at a time. I definitely queued up records, but I don't recall queuing up multiple records because it, it was way more time consuming than just slapping a CD in there. Well, I, I thought you were saying playing the back to back. The challenge is you have to stop it, start the next one and change the levels on the board at the same time. It was it kind of to be two places at once. It was challenging but it could be done and i would sometimes challenge myself as a young dj to do that and it was kind of fun. i can't recall did did the record players were they like was did you have to hit play on the record player and yes select it on the board that's what i'm saying unlike the cds where you just could do everything on the board you gotta do yeah you had to use both and then i definitely remember for a time all of the cd players were broken and they had like a cd like a six cd changer in there yeah but but you could all it was like just a regular sony or whatever like very challenging commercial thing and i don't remember if you could load multiple cds and i mean i know you could but i don't know if you could play multiple cds i guess you probably could but i don't know that part sucked um there was also a tape deck i don't ever really remember using the tape deck I just used a tape deck to record. It was back on that rack in the back. Yeah, it was back behind you. Yeah. Very inconvenient. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Yeah, I mean, I never went to the news station. You clearly did because you glommed on to the radio station for the next 10 years after you graduated. But um, I'm assuming that one was more modern. It was a little more high tech. Still had two record players. We had where... You know, if you're, I'm explaining this just to you. Um, The way the old station was set up, the board to your right was the CD players, then to your far right were the record players. That was the basically the same setup in the new station, except where the CD players were, there was now a rack that had MP3 player. It had a couple different just individual CD players. So instead of putting them in that plastic thing and popping them in, you just put it in like you would on any cd player from the like a computer cd the drive. late 90s yeah yeah essentially um so that was definitely a little more convenient and it was it worked better it was easier to dial them up and queue them up but same thing you just punch punch the board and and they would start um and then later in my post-collegiate years there there was so straight in front of you there were two monitors and you had a, a mouse and a keyboard kind of underneath the board and you would just hit a button that would play an MP3 of the PSAs and underwriting and anything else you had to play. So that was super simple to kind of run that part of it. Um, Were you ever playing music from MP3s on the station? I never did that. No, I know they can do that now. Obviously. I mean, I'm sure they could do it then. Clearly they could play PSAs. Right. And, and in my last couple of years, they had automation. So when we were off the air, um, you would just click it over and there was, 
you know, a music library of thousands of songs that would just randomly rotate. And then every 10th song, they'd drop in a PSA. And that was all MP3s. So instead of doing the, and we had the same, like sign off music at the end of the night, which I'm sure you've heard before. I've heard it hundreds of times. Um, Definitely heard it. And I, it used I to don't be, recall what it sounded like, but. Oh, okay. Um, it used to be. It didn't stick in my mind. Dead air. It did yours, apparently. Clearly. Uh, it used yeah, to be yeah, dead, dead air. air. I do remember the dead air. Yeah. But in the last 20 years, it's been, uh, it's been just rotation stuff. Just rebroadcasts of your show and my show. Honestly, I did talk to the program director my last couple of years, and I and um, I think there was one summer where they did rebroadcast shows up to and including my show. They would just play old shows, and I was trying to get like a like a um, a best a franchisee of stinky. deal or something. Yeah, no, for sure, I offered to do that, but they were like, "No, nah, we'll just play the whole show." And I was like, "They're like, eh, mm-hmm. should probably do best of <laughs> clip show." Nobody wants to listen to the whole show, but I got these clips. You know what? You should have done just uh, excerpts of my guest appearances on the show. That would have killed. We could do that now if you want to really entertain the troops. No. Okay. So um, this, while we were talking about this, it made me think. Uh, this guy who is sort of a friend of mine in Portland, more of a friend of a friend than acquaintance. Okay. Um, he got married and his wife already had a daughter who was like middle school age when they got married she's now 18 or 19 or something Mm -hmm. and he was saying that he was making a playlist for her and like she's something like oh she's finally appreciating my music and he was making a mixed cd for her okay and i thought to myself i don't know about you but like he was people are like you made her a cd and she's like yeah he has she has a cd player in her car but i was thinking that was not the uh, the the hang up to me. I'm like, how do you have a CD burner still? Like, do you have a something that can oh. burn a CD? Um, most computers no longer have CD drives on them. Yeah, the computer I have right now, I'm pretty sure, does not have a CD drive. The laptop that I had before this one did still have a CD drive, and I think that at some point I did actually put a CDRW into it. <laughs> and write something onto it. So that would be, and I still have that computer. It still works. It's slower than the one I'm currently on. Running Windows 98. It's not that old. But once that one kind of goes out of commission, I do not Clumps. believe I will have anything here. I mean, I still have an old computer tower that I literally use as a footrest underneath this desk. Um Technically, I could plug that in if I was dying to do a, a CDR situation, but that'd be the only thing. Yeah, I mean, I have an old Mac Pro sitting next to me that is not plugged in, but has a CD burner slash DVD burner if I wanted to rip some movies, brah. Um, it's actually the only thing I think I have that can play DVDs. Um, but That's yeah, I don't, but yeah, I was just like, I don't. I don't think you can buy a computer that has a CD drive in it now. You can, I'm sure you can buy an external CD drive. Yeah, it would be all external, I would think. Which feels like a colossal waste of money, but um, because it's probably actually expensive because they're not selling many of them. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I I mean, and I get it. Like she has a CD player in her car, but it was, I was just surprised that he had a way to burn a CD. 
It's so funny that like from, I don't know, 2001 to 2008, maybe six. Like I burned a shit ton of CDs. Yeah, I have reams. I have, of I have whole CDs. fucking binders behind me filled with yeah. burned CDs because you would get them from um, the library. <clears throat> I would definitely get them from the library. And my job that I had from the year two thousand one to two thousand four, we just played CDs all day. We had again a six CD changer, and this one guy and, and I were basically DJs, and would just put CDs in. Yeah. Um, and play CDs all long, all the time. So I would burn stuff from him, or other people bring in music, and I'd copy it. Um, <laughs> I, there's there's this one that I worked with who really liked Edith Piaf, who hmm. I did not care for. She's a French, I mean, some might say jazz singer. I would not say that, but Fair so enough. she she would come in early sometimes. That that was basically when she DJed if she got there at say eight o'clock before everyone else. And, hang on, uh, hang on. Hang on. Before boss... you continue, before you continue, I assume when you say DJ, just mean load up the tray and hit play. No one's over there like selecting each and every song. Yeah, no one's on the ones and twos. And no, no, she she would put in her Edith Piaf CD, okay. which had like fucking forty seven tracks. It was like a double CD. It was like all the songs she ever recorded because gotcha. she recorded in like I don't know the forties or fifties. And uh, she would have meetings with our boss, who our our office was in his house. And hmm. it doesn't matter, but his office was upstairs, like up yeah. this sort of circular staircase. So she would go up there and have a meeting with him. And <laughs> if that was on, I just, it had one of those things you could skip track with a little knob and I would just like whoop, <laughs> flip did, through did, like did, 10 did, did, tracks. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't, I don't think she ever noticed that her CD had, we <laughs> uh, like 45 minutes had elapsed in a 10 minute time spirit, <laughs> time span. Span. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I would do to, because I was like, I can't listen to this. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, anyway, yeah. I used to burn a lot of CDs and yes, I don't do that anymore. And again, to be fair, most of the ones that I burned were of my own radio shows. Because again, in the news station, one thing I failed to mention that was kind of underneath the board as well, but over to the right, or I'm sorry, over to the left, now that I think about it, is... A place for you to put in a blank CD and you can record whatever's going out over the air. And so for years, I recorded my shows. Unlikely that I've gone back and listened to any of them, possibly ever. But occasionally, uh, that's not true because towards the end, I would make intros to my show and I would use clips from the previous show. So I'd have to go into that old thing, the, the or I'd, I'd pull up, queue up the CD and grab audio from that and put it in my... I put a lot of time into my show. Did you do a previously on? Not really. I mean, you've probably... Well, maybe. I don't know what you actually listen to anymore. Now that I know you never listen to this show. Maybe you did never listen to my radio show. You just call in because you knew I was I mean, on the air. I, would, but. I don't know if I listened to it when I wasn't talking. I like to call in and make it better. Yeah. But I don't remember. I would listen for, for a bit. But I, I, and, and, I, I mean, that's fine. But occasionally the, I would the listen openings, to it, I think. I don't know. The openings were, um, were it wasn't quite that. It was just like, I, it was just like clips. It was clips of the show. It was clips from, from movies with like dramatic 
background music. It's funny. It's I, I have uh, a large folder on my work desktop that I will occasionally listen to just to like reminisce. And sometimes I'll listen to those shows because there's about 20 or 25 shows from like my last year of doing the show on WSBF that are the full shows in MP3 format. And I will listen to them on my work computer if I'm just really bored, don't feel like listening to music. Um, there's a lot of Bowman shows. Several of your appearances can be found there. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of, again, just for reminiscing purposes. I'm not saying it's wildly entertaining, but it is entertaining to me just to hear, you know, yeah, just to hear the, you know, there's so, so much life ahead of me back then. And now, uh, the only you know, show, and I don't think I have a copy of it, but, um, I think my friend Keo or Shannon, I think it was mm-hmm. Keo recorded one of my radio shows because I was, <laughs> I was doing sort of like a little, um, ad lib over, oh boy. um, Fugazi said he died of nothing. There's a song that's like, I don't know what he says, but it's not, I was singing over it down at the Astro, which was the movie, movie theater, theater in Clemson. Clemson. <clears throat> yeah. And I was, I was ad libbing something over it. And apparently she thought it was funny and recorded it and then gave me that tape. And I t- like, I listened to it one time. I was like, holy shit, I cannot listen to this. <laughs> it was not that it was bad. I just don't like you hate hearing your own voice. As, I know many as much as like I that. like listening to my voice in the in the headphones here the talking. Headphones right I now. will not yeah. listen to this show as a podcast. Although I've come to not sort of hate myself as much as I have in the past. <laughs> like if I listen to the That's podcast, good. maybe it's because you're on it. Could be. Excuse me, under burp. It's um, it's not it's not that bad. Like right. I mean, I think our show it's is not good, you obviously. solo. Obviously, yeah. If I were just oh my god. Whew. Well, I some have of those like uh, the, yeah. some of those slots, the one to three. I never did a three to five because that's fucking ridiculous. But I did the one, yeah. the one to three slots. Oh, Jesus. One to three a.m. for those of you wondering. Yeah. Yeah. My rough. freshman year, first semester was three to five. We've, I've probably talked about this in this podcast before. I'm going to again because who cares? Thursday night or Friday morning, three to five a.m. I only had one class on Friday my first semester freshman year. It was Theater 101 Honors, and I missed that class. I don't know how many classes you have in a semester. Let's say it's 15. I probably missed that class six or seven times because I would finish my show, and, you know, you're kind of you're, – you're jazzed up. You just did a radio show that probably no one listened to, but it was fun. And so I would get back to my room. Thankfully, the radio station was literally 50 yards from the building I lived in my freshman year, but – I get back to my room at, you know, 5.15, 5.30 sometimes if I was putzing around at the station after I did the sign off. And then I get on the Internet or like play Minesweeper because that was really the only game I had. Like sometimes I was going to bed as the sun was coming up and I'm like, I'm never going to make this class. <laughs> I just know it's not going to happen. But thankfully, again, that was the only class I had. The teacher was super cool. He didn't care. I still got like 103 in that class. It wasn't a big deal. But um, but then the next semester I did a one to three and then every year wait, after wait, that, wait, it wait, did wait, wait, eleven wait. to one. What time was the class? I think it was a ten ten, maybe a nine o five. It wasn't an eight o'clock class. It was either a nine o five or a ten ten. So a couple questions. You ended sure. at five, and you turned the you shut the station down for like an hour or two. For a couple hours, like yeah, for turned. a couple hours 
before jazz came on at seven. So it was always a jazz show at seven. Huh. Interesting. And you slept through the ten ten class like more than half yeah. the times. Because I'm after getting three and a half four hours of sleep. Come on. No, I get and even that. when I went to the class, I was only half awake anyway. So. I mean, I yeah. think I've. I don't know if I've said it on this show, but I probably told you I had a an art history class that was on. Oof. I think it was Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I don't think it was an eight, but it was like a nine thirty because Tuesday yeah. and Thursday classes were longer. Yeah. 75 minutes. And it was a pretty big lecture hall. And, uh, it, it, you know, it was those seats with the little fold over desk thing. Ooh, yeah. And we would basically look at slides for the whole thing. And the lights were always, if not off, like super dim. It was and nice I would, and warm. I would flip that little <laughs> desk over. What's that? I said it was nice and warm. I mean, it was warm enough. Classroom. I just, as yeah. soon as I, I, I was like, I can't put my head on my hands because as soon as I do that, I was just going to fall asleep. And I would always like sort of put my head, just lean it on my hand. And as soon as I did that, within five minutes, I was fucking out. Yeah, it's rough. That college life. Um, but yeah, so that first year I paid my dues with the three to five and then the one to three a.m., which was not that bad. Always Thursday night. My entire 10 years at WSBF, I only did shows on Thursday nights. I mean, I occasionally do guest spots like on Ricky's show, which I think was a Sunday night or other people's shows, but my show was always Thursday night. And then I just slotted into that 11 to one, which 11 to one sounds late to a lot of people sounds late to me now, but that was like prime time. Yeah. I think most Thursday of night, 11, 11 to, to one. one. And then Everybody's I did the out. news with Ricky like midday. And I was like, why the fuck do I not have a show in the middle of the day? This is so much better. Yeah. I just hated having a commitment in the middle of the day. I felt like there was yeah. always something better I could be doing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like that 11, even that 11 to one got to be kind of a grind. Cause they're like, people would hang out till like midnight. It's sort of like Saturday night live. Like after the news, not that we play yeah. news, but right. People but after like, midnight, right, I'm, like, <laughs> these skits, I don't give a shit about I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm out of here. I don't need, yeah. I don't need to hear your 10 minute Don Caballero song that you're just playing to fill time. <laughs> There are always those songs that you played when you went to the bathroom. Yeah. You could always depend <laughs> Here's on. Here's a nine and a half nine and a half minute instrumental track that I'm gonna play so I can go take a leak. <laughs> and thankfully the bathroom is right there at the old station anyway. Um anyway. This is some good right, college so radio reminiscence. Yeah, what was college the name of that yeah. station again? Groovy com or something. Oh, gutsy. Gutsy radio.org. Go check it out. Support former WSBF DJs and others. I mean, there's plenty of other people I've never heard of that I assume are just people that want to, were always wanted to do radio. And now they're kind of sorry. Getting their one chance. more question: Do you Love listen it. to any other online radio or any online no. radio? Yeah, Since don't you even say other. I don't. <laughs> yes, I, I I do not. Yeah, me either. But, but I, I feel mean, like I would. Like it's again the only time I ever listen to radio. Period is sometimes in my car, although I've since gotten in the habit of just playing podcasts, as I know you do in my car. Um, but I'll occasionally just flip around yeah, the stations. Like car, I, there's a couple hip-hop stations in Denver. Right. Um, there's a couple hip-hop stations in Denver I'll listen to. There's a sports talk radio. So it depends on where I'm going. If I'm just like going to the grocery store, I'll just flip on the radio just for the hell of it. But like I, if there was a show that I liked, I would listen to online radio. But it's one of those things like I have to be at my computer. I'm not going to, oh, it's seven o'clock. 
let's go into my office and listen to the let's online go radio show. Crank up the hi-fi and listen to this web-enabled you know, so, radio broadcast. Yeah, web-enabled. So I, I do feel like web-enabled. because during the week, I believe shows start at and I, I closed the website, but I, I believe shows start at um, at either five or seven p.m. East Coast time. So I could certainly, and I, I'll probably do this tomorrow. I didn't think about doing it today. Yeah, they started at 5 o'clock today. So that's 3 p.m. my time. I can certainly listen to it. And by the way, one other person whose name you might even recognize, you may not remember this person, but one of the DJs he has, I believe on Thursdays, is Joe Della Ferra, who always did the progressive oh, yeah. show on Sunday nights for years. He probably still does it, if I'm being honest with you. Um, yeah, he was on, he had been on WSBF probably... Forever. 20 years before I got there, at least 10 or 15. Pretty sure he's still there. Pretty sure. I'm checking that now just to verify. Uh, I don't think I ever listened to a show. I think I listened to it once and did not care for the music. I don't remember what the music was, but I was Correct. like, this is not my thing. I, am... I feel like it was like 70s jam bands, but I really don't remember what it was. I don't think it was 70s jam bands necessarily, but here. Here's, here's, here's his description. The Progressive Show, which is the same name as the show he did and or does on WSBO. It says, featuring the best of early progressive music from the 60s and 70s, from the familiar to the obscure, enlighten yourself. And again, I do feel, unfortunately, like it was more the obscure than the familiar. And that's why I was not necessarily... Uh, it sounds actually good now. I'd probably enjoy it. You probably you, you definitely would be more likely to enjoy it now than oh, yeah, definitely. when you were a student. I mean, sure. I, if if you like, if I were to go through, we could do a full podcast on this and explaining all the rules of things that I would and would not listen to in college. <laughs> like sure. it was a vast array of genres of music that I'm just like, nope, nope. Wait, these are things you would and would not listen to. Is that what you said? Yeah, mostly would not. I mean, there were some thing. I mean, there were some things that were definite would listen tos, but gotcha. Many would nots, and I, I mean, I blame my roommate and friend groomsman tom for he had very particular musical musical tastes and many of them rubbed off on me it was also an era where there was a big thing about people selling out mm-hmm. uh real punk rock didn't have guitar solos there were a lot of rules about things that you could and could not do right and by you i mean i don't know just Generally whatever you. we someone heard that like oh yeah this isn't cool so you can't can't listen to something that has that or you'd be like right. mm, this sucks sure i mean i remember probably my freshman year maybe like weezer was super huge and people are like i'm not gonna listen to that it's fucking commercial <laughs> weezer <laughs> and so you like were one I, of those I didn't listen to pinkerton at the time and i went back and listened to Ooh. it later and i was like this is amazing but uh I mean, it didn't have commercial success, so it didn't, it didn't hurt. Thanks, Tom. Or didn't help. <laughs> yeah, it's not Dick. Brooks' fault. But Sounds like I mean, it is Not Brooks's all his fault, I guess. Just mostly. Mostly Tom's fault. Um, anyway, so yeah. Gutsyradio.org. Give it a listen if you're busy doing nothing. Um, so before we start the show, I did want to ask, you've been munching <laughs> for the entire show, and even before we started, on what you have self-described as microwave cookies. So a little food food cookie. chat. It's been a while. Cookie. Cookie? How big was it? Well, or have you been so eating other things? No, no, Jesus. no. It's one, it's one thing. It's like, like a 
I don't know, four inch in diameter. Cookie-ish. Todd's holding up his, his fingers and hands. Yes, four inch diameter. Um, okay. So there was a, I saw a TikTok video of this guy making, he mixed basically cookie ingredients the dangers in a bowl. Of and he's like, you can form this into a cookie patty and put it in the microwave for one minute. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he didn't boy, say patty, but that's boy. If there's any way to make a cookie sound gross, and I didn't think there was, but I think we just found it. Form your cookie into a patty, and then put it on a bun with lettuce, tomato, and mustard. Got he, it. he didn't say patty, but that's sort of okay, what he could because obviously you're not sort of crisping anything up in the microwave. You're basically forming it into the shape adjacent to a cookie. Gotcha. Putting it in the microwave for a minute, and a you're supposed to let it cool for five minutes. <laughs> Now, as I mentioned to Scott before we got on air, I don't think I mixed the ingredients. The ingredients, if I recall correctly, are, and I won't give the quantities, but melted butter, a dash of milk, flour, brown sugar, and... I think you hit your mute button. Ah, shit. Sorry. Uh, did I not tell you the ingredients? Melted butter, that? dash of brown sugar, and that's where you stopped. <laughs> oh, weird. I must have hit it inadvertently. Uh, so, yeah. Melted butter, flour, Milk, brown, dash sugar, brown sugar. Yeah. Da- no, no. Dash of baking soda. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, a dash of milk, I think is what I said. And then as many chocolate chips as you want. Gotcha. Per okay. physics. Right. Obviously, you can't put a whole bag of chocolate. I mean, you can, but it's not going to work. So you think your mixing was insufficient? Well, so he he's like, stir this all up and form it into the patty. He doesn't call it a patty, but that's basically what you do. The but yeah. it's like the, the wet and dry ingredients need to be better incorporated. Like the the quantity of the baking soda is an eighth of a teaspoon, teaspoon which is basically like a pinch. Yeah, it's nothing. So getting that into the dough, into more areas, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard. I think I think that that's where the recipe may suffer since it's such a small quantity. Because it's basically so you can make one cookie. Yeah. So all the things are less than a cup. Like the the largest quantity was a third cup of flour, which is not a lot. Yeah. That's not a lot. I agree. So having all the things incorporated is is challenging. By the way, I'm going to need you to send me this so I can make it tonight because I don't really have any desserts <laughs> per se. No, do you, do you have chocolate chips? We do. I, I, I'm married. Nice. So, yes, there are chocolate chips in this house. Wait, is that a marriage requirement? No, that's a that's a sexist comment on women always having chocolate in the house. Oh. But, yes, my wife always has chocolate chips. Not in my chips, house, but, yeah. Not in your house. I mean, if we had chocolate chips, the girls would be eating them all the time. Yeah, fair point. Okay. Yeah. So I, not the I girls, was, including I was, my wife, but my daughters. Right. Your daughters. I was listening as you were listing the ingredients, and I'm fairly certain we have all of those things, which is why butter, I asked you to send brown it. sugar, milk. Definitely butter. Definitely brown sugar. Soda. Tons of milk. Of course, baking soda. And You're good to go. Yeah. You could add a dash of salt too. He doesn't have that in in the recipe, but wouldn't hurt. Highly recommended. So what? So you make it into the disc, and then you put it in the microwave. Are you covering it at all? I mean, are you just putting it on a plate. I just put it on a plate and you microwave it. It's only a minute. And then you're supposed to let it cool for five minutes. For five. I did maybe four, but. Did it look say... <laughs> like a finished product cookie? Like, did it have uh, the appearance? Well, as I mentioned, it. Uh, I don't think the ingredients were incorporated as well as they could be. So it was sure. 
quite crumbly. Mm. I mean, I think if you make cookie dough and put it in the microwave, it's basically just sort of heating all that shit together. Right. You know what I mean? Like the baking, all it does is, again, heat all that stuff together. And when you're baking it, it crisps it a little bit. If you bake cookies, it takes like 10 minutes anyway. So Yeah, 10, 12 minutes tops. It would make sense that accelerating that in the uh, microwave is not like huge. Um, the microphone. So it's not a huge difference. Texture was off. Appearance was off. No, well, appearance was the... fine-ish. Okay, appearance was... I mean, the appearance was off because of the texture being off. Right. So nitty gritty. How about the taste? Taste was okay. Again, I mean, the, the, the ingredients were all there. It's the texture. Right. So chalky flour part of the cookie is not great. <laughs> And it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but sounds it, lovely. Yeah, it was it was a little crumbly in bits. Could have been moister. Let's talk more about the crumbly bits. The crumbly bits. Um, Can you see my plate? Them's the leftover crumbly bits. Actually, no, I do not see your plate. But oh, a little shit. higher. I just dropped some crumbly bits on the computer. Hold on, a on second. the keyboard. Okay. Sorry it's to the my, listeners. My that daughter's you school see. computer. Yeah. Sorry, the listeners can't see the crumbly bits. Oh, there we go. Oh, we're moving the the, the camera. Oops, yeah, sorry. do the crumbly bits the now. Microphone. Okay, now I see it. Yeah, that's crumbly, for sure. By the way, you're gonna hear some background foley work. Of yeah, the some foley work scraping. by Todd. Speaking of crumbly, and speaking of cookies, there is a place. There's a place we can go um, called Crumble. I don't think it's nationwide. There are several locations around the Denver area, but they sell large, like high-end cookies. And we got some, this is probably six weeks ago, we were having lunch at a place called Takabe that we like to get lunch. It's an Indian, American Indian restaurant, also local, supports small business. Um, and right across the street was a Crumble. Wait, now, wait, Crumble wait, wait. is the kind of place where say, they always have oh, hold chocolate on, hold chip hold cookies. Hold on yeah. a second. When you say American Indian, you mean like Native American or yes. Indian restaurant? Native American, yes. No, Native American. Really? Um, yes. Like fry breads and stuff? Fry bread. That's what we get with buffalo. Hmm. We get buffalo meat. Um, obviously, you wouldn't get that, but they have they have other stuff. I've never tried it because the fry bread is fucking phenomenal. Like it's fry bread. It has buffalo meat. Um, like corn salsa, you know, a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of beans, and then they put this like chipotle sauce on top. Ooh, ooh, let me tell you, ooh. it is delicious. Anyway, so we had that. We hadn't been there. That, that was like our first meal eating in a restaurant in over a year, like straight up. Wait, when was this? Um, this was about six, five, six weeks ago. Oh, I had we my had first had... meal in a restaurant in the in since March of. 2020 today today not fancy we we went out to lunch my wife and i were like oh we can just eat in the restaurant because we're we haven't eaten out with the girls because they're not vaccinated and our father was here he's like we can go out to eat and i was like "Mm, no right he's like you're vaccinated i was like yeah but the girls are not vaccinated he's like that's fine i'm like well Restaurants well, like the worst fucking place you can go because no right. one has their masks on and they're eating and talking. We're not Correct. going to a restaurant. 
Right. So we didn't. But my wife and I went and had bagel sandwiches today at Uber Bagel. Fancy. And that's because your daughters are in school, I assume. Yes, they were in school. Okay. Fair enough. We oftentimes go out to eat for lunch on Thursdays, but usually bring it back. But today... Living it up. It was very... Well, I wouldn't say it was very weird. My wife thought it was weird. I thought it was just... I mean, whatever. It took 10 minutes to eat, so it's not like we're luxuriating. And it's just a bagel restaurant. Right, you weren't being served. Oh, I think I've been to that bagel restaurant. Yeah, the good bagels. Yeah, I have although what I had today was not great. I got a basically a uh, fuck. What's it called? The the fuck bagel? No, it's like a mozzarella, tomato, and basil sandwich. Sure. So like a I, like a what do they call that? A I don't know. I can't. Th- I can't Caprese think of the name. Caprese salad. Caprese sandwich. Yes. Yeah. Although they called it the TBM or something. Tomato, mozzarella, basil. I was like, you can't just call it a comparison. Anyway, um, but they, uh, sure. I got it, and I was like, there's no no basil on here. And I was like, oh, it says on the receipt, sorry, no basil. I'm like, how the fuck can you sell this sandwich? There's three ingredients in it, and you you're leaving wait, one. Wait, out. Wait. I mean, so they're like out of basil. I or guess it's they not... were out of basil. I was like, what? Wow. What is going on? That is bizarre. So. I mean, like, it, it I also remember, had like, like a salad yeah. dressing on it, but it's a key, it's a key flavor yeah. profile. You're just dropping out of the thing. Yeah. You could have. That'd be like, like getting a Caesar salad. And it's like, no lettuce. I'm sorry. What? I mean, it's not that key, but it's <laughs> so, close enough. Sorry. No croutons. You'd be like, um, right. or no, dressing. no anchovies, just the salad, <laughs> no sauce. Yeah. We don't have any cheese or croutons. It's romaine. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, it is, but, um, anyway. So, yeah, so we had, the, we had the fried bread meal, and then we went across the street to the place called Crumble, and they, they're only doing curbside pickup at this point in time. So we, we ordered ahead, and what I was starting to say is they always have, every week they have a chocolate chip and they have a chilled sugar, which has like this pink frosting on top. But then every week, sugar. the other cookie selections rotate. So we got... I believe the other two that we got that week were there was a wait. How uh, big are these cookies? How many fucking cookies? They're did you fucking get? big. I don't know, like you five inches like across. A dozen of them? No, no, no. We got we get four of them. Four for twelve dollars. Oh, you get you get one sugar. Jesus, what, you can get there, you can get more, but is there three dollars a pop? I'm doing three dollars a pop. Yes, congratulations on that. Thanks. That's the biggest math win in the history of this podcast. <laughs> so, so you had. Choco chip. Wait, choco sugar. chip, chilled sugar. We had Wait, why, one called, why do they call it chilled sugar? Because it's sort of cold. Yeah. Yeah. Are they is the chocolate chip warm? The chocolate chip is warm. Yeah. What about the uh uh wild card selections? The, Please tell me more. Thank you for not interrupting me momentarily. The birthday cake, which is a kind of a fun fetty cookie with cream gotcha. cheese frosting. This was by far Jamie's favorite. She, I thought she was going to divorce me and marry this cookie <laughs> as she was eating it. Um, is, she, is that her? Is that her jam? Birthday cake flavored uh, cookies? Not, no, not typically. But good God, it was it was bad. Wait, do you, was, so do you cut these yeah. in half and split them, or is, like yeah? She so just we got them. Say brought this them one's home. mine. Fuck off. No, got them. Brought them home. Cut them in half. To your point, and then 
because I'd had them before at, at a work function like three years ago. They got these and I remember thinking, oh, my God, they're so good. But at that point in time, I, there was only one location. It was way, way north of the city. But now they have one down in what's known as the. So you would center. eat. Sorry, I, I missed this part. You had eaten at this place before as in a dine in capacity. I know you didn't today or whenever six weeks ago, but no at the cookie place. No. It's always to go. No, it's to go for now. I had never, the only time I'd ever had it, again, they were brought into my oh, work. You this had was years it ago. to go unintentionally. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. sorry. So we got birthday cake or fun so we got or birth- So we got the chocolate chip, we got the chilled sugar, we got the birthday cake. And then the fourth one, I think, was just like, it was like double chocolate or something. It was something I was not interested in. I don't like super chocolatey things. Um, and they were double fucking chocolates fun. a lot. You have to like, it be is a lot. kind of subtle with the chocolate flavor, just like. Don't disagree. You can't eat more than a bite. I'm with you. I, I mean, that you. one you got to have a big glass of milk to eat, I think. Right. Don't disagree. So they were so good that like two weeks later on a Monday, Jamie was yet again fiending for, for some crumble. And so she looked it up and they have them. They have this place on either DoorDash or Uber Eats or one of those. And I was like, this is a problem. And so sure enough, yeah, it's one of those. So sure enough, she ordered and I don't even, I don't even ask because I don't want to know what premium fee she had to pay to get the $5 delivery fee for your $12 worth of cookies. Yeah. To get those cookies brought to our front door. But she ordered four more and so delicious. So all birthday cake this time. I don't remember what or we got get last a medley time. We still, again. We got no, yeah, yeah. Well, the birthday cake was actually not available on that particular week. Um, but I can tell you that currently the current offerings are churro, hit me up, a crisp cookie rolled Ooh, in cinnamon churro. sugar and topped with a swirl of cinnamon buttercream frosting and a sprinkle of cinnamon sugar on top. Hmm. The next one is berry crunch, classic nope. cornbread cookie. Out. Which sounds interesting to me. Glazed with a creamy vanilla icing and brought to a cereal perfection with fruity berries. So they basically have cat and crunch on top of it. Very oh, wait, But the cookie is not berry? The cookie is No, the cookie is a cornbread say? cookie. The fuck is that? I don't know. It's I very it's yellow. Just cornbread. Cornbread, yeah. yeah. I'm out um, on that one. Okay. Peanut butter chocolate chip, our signature peanut butter cookie packed with layers of gooey milk chocolate chips. Sounds straightforward. And then German chocolate cake, warm chocolate cookie topped with a coconut pecan frosting and a chocolate drizzle. Yeah, I do that one for sure. And then again, milk chocolate, chilled sugar. They also sell ice cream and obviously beverages. Do they make uh, the uh, cookie Um, ice cream cookie sandwiches? Yeah, Yeah, they do or? No. Oh. (laughs) No, they do not. Okay. They do not. And by the way, by the fucking way, I'm zooming in here. There is one. I know it's quite a ways out, but there is one in Rockville, Maryland. That's going to be the closest one for you. What's Just it saying, called? Munchies? You're ever down in the... Cru- yeah, Munchies. No, <laughs> Crumble. C-R-U-M- C-R-U-M-B-L. Oh, they're doing the... The 90s or early 2000s yeah. leave vowels out. 
crumble. That's correct. They're not a huge fan of all the vowels necessarily. Just some magic E is yeah, getting apparently. fucked. That's right. Apparently there are a shit ton of them across the nation. I did not realize there were so many, but as I look at the map, bunch in the southeast. So I need I Texas. need to go to Rockville, Maryland to get my crumble on. Rockville, Maryland's gonna be your closest bet. Um there's also one in I'm looking at North and South Carolina. There's one wow. There's one in Wilmington. So next time you go to the beach could be an option. And apparently there's one in that's got the Lexington area. Yeah. Kind of the, the Lexington. Harbison. And there's now one in Greenville, and there's one in I think that's Mount Pleasant. Uh, so are the uh, like are the yeah. grab bag flavors are they uh, chain wide or is it per store? It I I would assume so, but I I honestly don't know. Assume which? Investigate. I gave you two options. I would there. assume they I assume they are nationwide. Oh, you think everybody follows the same flavors? I think every location has the same flavors. They announce it on Monday morning, and it's available Monday through Sunday, and then they announce the new ones for the next week on the next Monday. So, So anyway, free pub for Crumble. I don't know why I decided. Oh, because we were talking about cookies. Um, But very good. A little on the pricey side, but, you know, sometimes you got to indulge. And uh, so I encourage all of you to check it out, give it a peek. And it's weird if you go to their website, just the main page, like they have video in the background and it's like cookie porn. It's like they're showing them really slowly being frosted and putting the toppings on. It's very disturbing. Um, But check it out if you need some cookie porn, (laughs) which is now the thing. I somehow clicked on my other, like another microphone input, so I got dropped out there for a second. Sorry. Oh. I didn't really have anything to ask. I was asking you something, but I don't remember what. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So are they basically just cycling through 25 flavors or 12 or whatever? Or do they come up with new? This is, this is, yeah, this is still new enough to us that I don't know. Um, I don't know. I generally don't know the answer to that. Ask me again in six months. And again, it's also something you're like a, if I think about a, it, I'll just you're not check a crumbler and see what the, yet. the flavors are for that week. Do they have a rewards I'm not program? A crumbler. I don't know. I felt like when you, you said that you'd actually gone to the website nah, and discovered maybe. crumbler no, was I, a thing. I did not. Okay. Are you a, a I crumbler? don't know. If you buy twelve cookies and pay four thousand dollars in delivery fees to get one free. I, I literally think a dozen is like is like forty dollars, thirty five forty dollars. It's crazy. God. But it's you're bad. saying you're saying this this price is perhaps worth it. I think it is. Again, not right. something I would do every week, but every other month or so, totally worth it. Very very good. Very. Uh, I mean, again, like you know, as a dessert, Jamie and I can split one of them. I mean, they lasted four days. Because each day after lunch or dinner, we would cut it in half, and like they're 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 plentiful, you know. They got some girth to them, so. So you're saying half a cookie is it's a worth, decent worth the price of admission, as they say. Yes. Like you're you're okay with a half? You didn't have to have two halves. Half a cookie is satiating. I, no. You. I mean, 
when they were brought into the work, I definitely had like two <laughs> that afternoon. And you're like, give home. me more of this shit. Let me, let me but, give myself uh, some insulin. That was a unique circumstance. Yeah, I was I was pumping the pen that day. That's for sure. They, uh, Twenty-five they units, perfect. Not that much, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that's a lot. All right, uh, almost an hour in. Yeah. Do we want to Do we want to talk about playoffs or play in? So let's talk about the play ins, not the playoffs. Playoffs haven't started yet, but as promised. So, Wait, wait, hold sibling on. Sibling dribblings. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sibling dribblings. Sibling dribblings. That's all. Um, I'm not going to play the theme. I don't play the theme song. It's fucking creepy. Fucker. I saw a, uh, I saw an article. I didn't read the whole article, but the, they're like, the premise was basically, did the NBA screw up the play-in tournament? And I was like, what? Everybody, you know, thinks this has been pretty good success, despite the fact that the East game sucked. Um. But the West games were were both good. I yeah. mean, but their, yeah, so their premise was like the NBA got NBA got their matchup Steph versus LeBron. Why the fuck are they putting it on 10 p.m. East Coast time? And in that thing, I have to agree because I couldn't make it. I was tired. I fell asleep mm-hmm. like just after halftime, which sucks because I wanted to see that game. But I was like, sure. I need to fucking go to bed. Like, I'm sure it didn't end until like one o'clock. It was, I think I went to bed at like midnight and it was barely the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, look, obviously I, I I live in mountain standard time. So far less of a factor for me now. Yeah. Yeah. I I get that. If you're on the West coast, you're like, fuck it. This is perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. But even as a, as someone who's followed the Lakers my entire life, in all of my 20s and the first few years of my 30s when I was still living on the East Coast, you just kind of get used to that. You get used to games starting at 10, 10, 30, and you make that sacrifice to yeah. stay up super I mean, late. I think, I think this writer's point was, well, I think this writer's point was, this is the marquee game. The other In game the started sure. at 7, East Coast time. Why don't you just flip-flop them? Now... If you're in That's LA, question. Yeah. you're getting fucked because it starts at four then. So right. that's why. The question, but I get, been, the question should have been, I think, why didn't we I think do his, this last week? I think his point was, uh, yeah, that's a better idea. But I think his point was there are more people on the East Coast watching NBA who would want to watch this game, but don't want to stay up till mm-hmm. one, one thirty in the morning. Right. Yeah. But, of course, the Blazers <laughs> Nuggets first game starts at. 10:30 EST so that's Oh really? I didn't see that. Yeah, that's on Saturday. They just announced um, it today, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I feel like that's a that's a played out point to make. It's been that way for 35 years like just Yeah, no, I I mean, I mostly um, agree, mm-hmm. but I was in the situation where I was like, fuck. Why does this have to start so goddamn late? Yeah, it actually affected you. And the national games are right, worse right, cuz right. they don't start at 10, they start at fucking 10:30. That's what I mean. They have all the pregame shit, and they show them dribbling and shooting. It's like, I, I went one time to start my recorded game off the DVR and see them zooming in on the tip about to happen. I know it'll <laughs> never, never happen. Gonna, never going to happen. It's all the analysts talking and showing them warming up and stretching and laughing and high-fiving and shooting half-court shots. It's like, none of this shit matters. No one wants to see this. Just let me see the game. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm watching this. But anyway, 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just going to kind of go through my comments that are in my head. Um, and then you can, you can add in whatever you want, even though obviously I'm sure you saw the highlights. You clearly know. Yeah. yeah. I saw the game winner, saw some of the other shots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I didn't even, I I will admit, I didn't fully understand how the plan (laughs) tournament worked until they showed the brackets. I was like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. You may have seven, eight has to win once. Nine ten has to win yep. twice, but I still thought of it. Here's how I'm, I'll I'll expose myself. Here's what I thought it was. Not expose myself. Oh, like whoa! That. I'll expose Slow the truth there. of what I was thinking. <laughs> the, I thought, and it didn't make sense to me, which you'll agree with, I'm sure, when I explain what I thought it was. I thought the seven played the eight, and the nine played the ten, and if the seven won, they were in. If they lost, they played again. And then the winner of that game was in. So I didn't understand that 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 7-8 game. No, no, no. I'm saying if Golden State had won, I'm saying that the Lakers and Golden State would have played again. Oh, oh, Because Golden State was the lower seed. And I was like, this is so dumb. Why is it not 7 versus 10 and 8 versus 9? That's why I was very confused as why we were playing Golden State. And then when I saw this thing online, actually on NBA.com, where it kind of showed the bracket and had the arrows pointing. I was like, oh, I see. So the Lakers That's lose. That's funny because I feel like or that Golden diagram is, they have a second chance. is more confusing. It made perfect sense to me. I'm a visual yeah. learner. Oh, good. But anyway. well, I mean, I am too, but I was like, this is a bad visual. But right. anyway. Yeah. So anyway. I mean, so I think if you think about it, 7-8 has to win one time. They get two chances. And it, it makes nine, sense ten, because they should have been in. has to win two times to get in. So yeah, that's, in any that's previous the benefit year, for the 7-8s. Of course. In any previous year, the 9-10 would not even be playing. Their season might be over. So I, I get it. And I, I'm have a you, fan of it. It does add a so little So have you heard that uh, no the stats in the play-in game are basically in no man's land right now? They, don't, they, they haven't decided where to yeah, put them. They mentioned that during the Lakers game. I'm like, it's post-season. The season is over. This is a post-season game. That's yeah, like saying I, that the, the play-in game in the NCAA tournament doesn't count towards those players or those team sets. Yeah, they do. I think like, the, I, uh, I don't get it. I think some of the confusion is, or what I heard someone say, and this makes sense is some of the financial incentives are tied to regular season and perhaps postseason sure. performance. So sure. Uh, Jason Tatum scoring 50 in the play in yeah. game. If that's regular season, I mean, I don't, I don't know what his clause, like what kind of contract shit he has, right. but he might get a $10,000 bonus or something. Right. Um, or playoff. I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's probably monetary or there's some, they're like, we don't know where to put these stats. Clearly they don't know where to put them because they, they're not putting them anywhere. Um, but, but yeah. here's what's dumb. Like, how can that still be undecided? It does seem that should have been Just in put the it initial. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I just said that, obviously. But that should have been in the initial draft of the play-in tournament is where those stats will go. That should have been something considered. The fact that that's still up in the air That's That's what makes me think they had a way to do it. Like They're like, oh, it's going to be postseason. And then there was some hiccup where they're like, well, it can't be postseason because whatever. These teams play an extra game, so blah, 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 blah. I don't know. What. Yeah, but it, but it can't be nothing either. And that's, yeah, see, that's... I agree. That to, <laughs> to me, that's all... That's another great reason to make it postseason is because 
every team played 72 games this season. Yeah, I mean, it, it not is every team is going to play it's after the regular season. So, right, like I said, and not every team is going to play going into this any number of defined games in the postseason. So, because that's such a True. huge variable, just throw in these variable games. Because yeah, if you have, you know, 24 or whatever it is, 26 teams that played 72 games, or no, 22 teams that played 72 games, and then these eight teams played either 73 or 74. Like, it's it's fucking stupid. It's postseason. The, se- the regular season is over. We are currently in the postseason with this play-in tournament. That's how it should be quantified, but whatever. I don't even care. Um, so my thoughts on the game, you said you watched. So you watched. I just want to know what you saw. You saw into the third quarter, and then you had to bail, went to sleep. Yeah, I started falling asleep, like, around halftime. And I woke up, okay. and it was like, the third quarter had started. I watched for a couple of minutes and I started falling asleep again. So I just went to bed. Okay. So the Lakers you saw like the part that I first half. Yeah. You saw the part that I had the most commentary. So at one point <laughs> in the first quarter, in the first half, I'm sorry, the big three, which I think is a stupid name, but LeBron, AD and Schroeder were Wait, not, three. not a uh, Drummond. Schroeder's not, not that big. I know. I know. That's why I said, well, it's that's why it's stupid they define it as such. But Schroeder has been probably the third best player if you look at the whole season. But anyway, the big three, we'll just stick with that, were three sure. for 28. Yeah. Three for 28. They were two for 22. And I was like, oh, my God. And they, they, I think it was right towards the end of the half. They were three for 28. At halftime, Alex Caruso was the leading scorer for the Lakers with 14 points. Now, they were down 13 because Steph hit some fucking 48-footer. Yeah, at the end of the half, awesome. of course. <laughs> that was I, I. I won't even lie. I, I'd seen it on Twitter. Somebody said they triple team stuff, and he still knocks it down. So I kind of had. I knew that was coming because um, I was a little behind. I was watching it. Oh, you didn't DVR watch delay. it live. I was going to ask yeah, you if you were watching it live or not. No, if I can skip commercials, I, I will wait an hour. I ended, up, I ended up waiting like two hours before I started watching it. I was up past eleven my time. But anyway, oh. um, I know, right? Big time. It's like I was in college doing radio again. Um, so, again, the big three were shitting the bed. AD was taking horrible shots. They turned into what I talked about a couple weeks ago when I talked about how the Lakers start getting behind, and they're like, oh, here's a good idea. Let's jack up threes. The whole fucking team was doing that. Drive me nuts. I mean, There's only one guy I want shooting that. a three-pointer. I know that. But the Lakers are not a good three-point shooting team, so they should not do that as frequently. And Wait, plus who's they the have guy you want shooting threes? KCP? KCP, obviously. He's the only guy I want shooting a three. Markeith Morris, I love him, but the man, it, it, you're not consistent enough at three. LeBron, even with what happened last night, you're not a good enough three-point shooter. AD, for some reason, Frank Vogel decided last year he wants AD shooting five to six three-pointers a game. I don't understand why. The man is nine he, feet tall. He was Fucking decent stick last year with the threes. He, again, he's not, he's not bad, but there are such higher percentage shots he can be taking. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing out there on the perimeter? Anyway. I mean, so, so when I, this part that I saw, AD looked like shit. Like he was not yeah. playing well at all. I, I guess he well, picked it up in the second half, but he looked like He definitely did. We'll get to that in half. a second because, because I know you, you didn't see that part, but the announcers made the very obvious observation, which was accurate. And that was in the first period, yeah, in, the first, period, in the first half. Yeah. Don't get me started on the fact that it was Mark and, and uh, Van Gundy, but uh, Jeff, but in the first half, 
the Warriors simply looked like they wanted to win the game and the Lakers did not. They were lollygagging through all the loose balls are going to the Warriors. I will give the, the refs credit. They did let them play. There were a lot of calls both ways. And I was like, that was 100% a foul. What yeah. the fuck are you talking? Like there was a lot of contact that they just kind of looked the other way. Um, but anyway, so horrible first that. half. No, no, no. I totally prefer it. I mean, LeBron stopping every other eyeball, possession. But I think they called that one. They did. Um, the, the stopping every other possession and shooting free throws is going to be the death of the NBA if that keeps happening. We talked about that a long time ago. Um, anyway, so again, Caruso is the leading scorer in the first half. That just cannot happen with the, the talent that you have. I love Caruso, Caruso, but he cannot be the leading scorer. And uh, once the second half started, Caruso, that's his nick, the Caruso. Yes. I know you do. Um, and as evidence of that, in the second half, I think Caruso had two points in the entire second half because the other players started playing. Now, what you did not see, as much as you hate Caruso, I'm going to say one more thing about it, is he played incredible defense on Steph. I know Steph had like 30-something points, but he had a couple steals on Steph, which no one does because Steph is now labeled yeah, as Steph, like he I and mean, Kyrie the are the best half, ball handlers ever. Or first whatever. half... So, yeah. Steph made that shot to end the to end the half, but he was yeah. he was getting ha- like hassled. They were double teaming him. Yeah, out he had a bad yang. first half too. Yeah, he wasn't shooting that well, partially because the, they were doing what they do to Dame, where they just fucking won't let him dribble the ball or yeah do anything. You double with team the ball. him from forty feet in. That's he made some incredible layups which is what you have to do when when you're getting that as sort of drive but so yeah he was definitely off his rhythm he couldn't like couldn't get any shots up which i'm sure is fucking annoying if you're i'm sure it's very frustrating and by the way in my opinion but that's what you should do if as if you're the lakers you have to that's that's the game plan in my opinion the shot of the game and again i'm saying this as a lakers fan and i don't know exactly what it was you may have seen you may not have stepped at a drive where he drove down the left side and kind of like stepped across the right side, got bumped and threw it and up like with English. Under. Yeah. And yeah, it went in. That, was, that was the that shot was of the game. Awesome. I was like, I was like, that's some circus shit right there. That was amazing. Um, yeah. That's the, that was, was, that was what I was thinking of when but, I said he was driving and making some incredible shots. That was definitely Yes. It. Yeah. That one for sure. Um, but anyway, so yeah, second or um, yeah. Second half, third quarter. The I Lakers, think that was around the so same time when LeBron got fouled and he bricked the shit out of a free throw. And I was like, how is this guy, like, supposedly yeah, the best better. player in the game and he cannot hit a goddamn free throw when it... I mean, it he's wasn't like important then, but... He's a terrible he's going down free throw shooter. As his career goes on. That's why AD shoots the technicals, which is insane. Yeah, I, anyway. know, I saw that. It's interesting, though, like, he... Like, he's not a great shooter. He's, he's definitely a good shooter, but, like, then he hits those fucking... The shot that won the game, the fall away yeah. three pointer. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, I before mean, I get to that, that's a lucky shot. But whatever. Also, I think also in the first half, you may have been falling asleep when this happened. Steph did the same thing that you see Dame do sometimes. There was, I think, it was like a minute and a half to go in the half, first half. So it's not like it was twenty nine seconds to go, and there's a two for one opportunity. Steph took a step and a half across half court and just jacked it up. Now, he almost made it. <laughs> I think I did. But I don't care if you're Steph Curry, arguably the greatest shooter in the history of basketball. That is not a high percentage shot. I know we had this argument about Dame during last year's playoffs. I think is when we were talking about it. But it's it's just a really like fuck you team 
I'm shooting this because if I make it look like a genius, and if I don't, they're like, ah, it's stuff. He had All a right, shot at man. it. Calm the fuck down. I don't get it. Deal. The I thing mean, that I saw that him point, do, but, which if yeah. I were a Lakers fan, I would have been pissed off. He one time he was uh, running around a screen. I think it was Draymond, and he went up mm-hmm. to take a three, and basically ran into the screener. And there was a defender around it, and they called a foul on it. And I was like, "What yeah. the fuck?" Because he ran yeah. into his own dude. I mean, I guess the defenders like had his arm in there or something. But I was like, "That should not be a foul call." Again, there are certain players in the NBA, some that I respect and like, some that I fucking hate, that will do that move. Steph is one that I respect and like, but you see that shit from players all the time, particularly guys like James Harden. Um, and yeah, it just happens. They're just going to get those calls. But anyway, to, to, to finish out with my comments, my commentary, the third quarter, when you were sound asleep, um, the Lakers went from coming into the second half down 13, they immediately cut it down to like four or five and it kind of stayed there for a bit. And then Golden State went on a little run and then they cut into it further. And then they actually took the lead. Um, I believe that was third quarter, maybe it was early, early fourth. And the whole fourth quarter, it was an exciting game. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Lakers actually got out to like a, I want to say it was like a 92-84 kind of lead. Like it felt like they were pulling away with a few minutes left, but invariably the Golden, Golden State came back. And again, it wasn't even necessarily shots that Steph was making. He was distributing, um, I forget the kid, Man, Mancuso or something. There's a, a kid from like, Portugal or somewhere in South America, Brazil, Juan maybe. Toscano I don't know. Anderson. Juan Toscano Anderson, JTA. aka Manchu. <laughs> um, <laughs> he like, had. Who the fuck are you talking about? I think you're talking about JT. He had a very good second half as a yeah, Lakers fan. Good. Very frustrating. He's he came very from the G League. Was, yeah, yeah. After being, I played international for like five years, and then went to the G League, and now he's in the big show. Which, congrats to him. But he was getting a little. When they were getting to a big lead towards in the first half, he was like he's doing jeering the big balls at thing. fans. I was like, motherfucker, you are not a good enough player in this game to be doing any of that. But anyway, um, so like guys like that and and you know, even Bazemore, like people were were hitting big shots and making big plays. And then obviously the play that we all know about, LeBron, the play before the play, LeBron went up. Draymond Green, I was really baffled by the commentary, and you weren't watching the game, but both Mark and Jeff were like, and even the uh, Steve Jaffe or whoever the you know the sideline referee guy was like. Clearly, Draymond went straight up with his hands. I'm like, are you watching the replay? His hands <laughs> were perpendicular really to he went his body. Straight up. Yes, he said that. I'm like, and they'd only shown the replay a few times. I'm like, can, can he come back on and retract what he said <laughs> earlier? Because every replay shows him hands straight in front of him yeah he's doing up. like the thriller straight dance where him. the zombies have their arms out like that yes you know what that's I mean? a like, that's a good that's a good you, visual that's his exactly arms were right. not fucking straight up yeah they, so they went you right hit into, him in the eye into, if they were straight up lebron's not course. that tall right so they went right on lebron's face lebron stayed on the ground for a few minutes i feel I every see. nba player I in the league see. does this being a little dramatic of course kept saying you could see him saying you know lip reading saying i can't see and then he goes up and i think made one of two free throws and then a possession or two later when he still can't see they here, here's where i know he's lying about the can't see the shot clock was winding down this is when there was a minute left in the game shot clock was winding down 
four, three, two seconds. Somebody was in the lane fucking with the ball. I think it was Schroeder, maybe Caruso, I don't know. And they see it's tie game, 100 apiece at this point. They see LeBron six feet behind the three-point line, so pretty open because no one's going to guard him out there. They whip a pass out there through Steph's hands, and he catches it with no problem. How could you catch a pass at 65 <laughs> miles an hour if you can't see? Can't Again, see. I'm saying this as a Lakers fan. I think he catches said it to immediately. Steph after he hit the shot, I could see now. What is that what you think? Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second because that's not what I thought he said. But um, So he catches that whipped pass, takes it up, 38-foot, whatever it was, three-pointer, puts the Lakers ahead, 103-100. Warriors go down, fuck. Don't do anything in their possession. Lakers go down, just trying to burn out the clock. Don't do anything in their possession. Now there's like six seconds left. Warriors bring it back to half court. There's like two and a half seconds. They call timeout. They bring it in from out of bounds. It was a terrible pass. Steph was triple team. And I think Anthony Davis or somebody like tipped away from him. And that, and that was the ball game. But so I only but saw yeah, that the, once. That was not a foul on that play. I only saw it just briefly. Um, I mean, I know they're not going to call the, that, but... Uh, yeah, that's that's what it was. Was there contact? Probably. Did Steph like do a hard turn into him while AD was just trying to take a step somewhere or whoever it was? I I, I don't know. It wasn't significant enough. I had that same thought when I watched the replay, but again, they're not going to call it. It wasn't like somebody elbowed Steph and then grabbed the ball and, and, and poked him, him in the but, eye. Yeah, poked him in the eye. But I thought, going back to what you were saying, I thought after LeBron made it, he was saying to Steph, who kind of looked like you motherfucker, I thought he was saying what he'd already said on the bench a thousand times, which is, I can't see. You're saying that you think he said, I can see now. That's interesting. I had not heard I, that. Too. I don't know. I I watched it once and I just, maybe I just filled in the blanks. Yeah. It just, it seemed like a silly thing to say. It's like Steph watched you on the bench for five minutes just a minute ago. Like he, <laughs> he knows, knows you're full of shit. He knows you have a quote. And then I watched the, immediately after the game, they interviewed LeBron, of course, on ESPN. And he was still like doing, you know, doing this thing, rubbing you know, his eye out there. Yeah, like you know, opening his eyes, like oh, still trying to figure this out. And Putting look, the eye drops I, in. I don't doubt that Draymond punched him in the face. I don't doubt that he was a little phased by it. But he made several plays in between getting punched in the face and making that three pointer, and certainly getting punched in the face and doing that post game interview. It's like let it go. You but know, you don't, he's, you can take he's your doing that off, because you know? he wants it to be remembered as the eyeball of game course. or whatever, right? He's like, yeah, now it has Remember a name, I got the flu game. The yeah. yeah, of course he does. Of course, I got poked does. in the eye. Oh, did did I mention I got poked in the eye? I can't see yeah. anything. Oh, I made that shot, but I got, I can't see though. I mean, I will say Just the way he was memory. wearing those post game headphones does imply that he can't see it because they were all cattywampus <laughs> on his balding head, but. Um, but anyway, Why so yeah, shave obviously his a, fucking head. What is this deal? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so a very entertaining game. Obviously, I'm pleased with the outcome. Now we play the Suns. We talked about this a week or two ago. Do I think, you know, would I rather play the Jazz or the Suns? I mean, look, the Lakers going to play or they're going to play. I think we have a, a positive matchup no matter which of those teams. As I told you, I was more worried about the Jazz because they shoot threes at probably three times the percentage that the Lakers do. And they the have Suns, better, I think, are they have better bigs too. If, and I mean, they have better. Aiton's yeah, fine, yeah. but he's basically yeah, a he's young. Yeah, that's the thing. The Suns are very young. Um, you know, they have Booker and Paul, who are obviously Paul's very much a veteran, and even Devin Booker's a veteran at this point, who are both very good players. But 
you know, with Caruso out there on the perimeter defense. No, but I do trust our perimeter defense more um, on those guys and, and everybody else. I'm not too concerned about, and they're a decent three point shooting team. The Suns are, but they're again, they don't put the fear of God into me like the jazz do. So I'm pretty pleased. And I think uh, we now have a decent path because obviously once we beat the Suns, assuming the Blazers make it through, that'll be a quick sweep. And then we'll move on to the Western conference finals commentary. <laughs> uh, disagree but okay i did notice that that the the, the nuggets uh nuggets blazers matchup was in the same bracket which uh yeah i was i was kind of hoping they'd go to the uh yeah the other yeah. side as usual the blazers have a tough road i mean denver's a quality team as well i don't know how you think they match up well i mean I'm they're sure pretty good on. with denver it helps that jamal murray's not playing um i was i you know i was hoping that the warriors would win because then Phoenix Warriors, a depleted Warriors team. I was like, ooh, Blazers could theoretically. I was looking ahead, which I shouldn't do. Never do but that. I was like, oh, they could maybe make it to the Western Conference Finals again because they're on the easier side of the bracket. But now, excuse me, the Clippers and the Lakers are. The Clippers no. got their wish, and the Lakers are on the two-three side, not the one-four. So. The Clippers and the league got their wish and hoping to have a battle for LA as the Western. Yeah, I mean, we'll I see. Would, I would like if the Blazers want to make it out, they got to beat the Lakers anyway. I don't know if that'll if they'll. Right. I mean, I I'm only worried about the the Nuggets right now, and I think the yeah. Blazers match up pretty well with the Nuggets. They beat them the last game of the season, but they got off to a hot start, and then it seemed like Denver was like, "Nah, <laughs> didn't really want to play." So I don't know. Who knows? That I'm, did I'm not definitely happen. I'm not counting that game for anything. Right. Um, but, I mean, basically they have Jokic, who obviously is amazing. He's going to be the MVP. And then, um, fuck, I can't remember his name. Their rookie-ish guy. Oh. Um, 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 Michael I, Porter Jr., yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Who has played yeah. really well and I think is a good player, but it will be his first time in the postseason. So you right. never know. You never know how if people will show up or hide or somewhere in the middle. I mean, so, it's different. Since you bring it up, I was going to ask you about this anyway. They did announce today Steph, Jokic, and who's the third guy? In the running for MVP. Embiid. Embiid, who do you think? I think Embiid's out, missed too many games. Wait, um, who who and what are you talking about? Those are the top three. Think, those are the yeah, those are the three that were announced as the finalists for. Oh, I mean, Jokic is going to win. Do you think it's a runaway? Yeah. You don't think the Miracle March, actually, is Miracle April that Steph had is going to be good enough to get him a nod? <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, Jokic has been s- sort of the uh, the consensus favorite. I think Embiid was the early season favorite. Yep, Steph has played well, but his team's still like they're still fighting to get in the playoffs. Jokic's yeah. team, like he lost, they lost their second best player, and they've they didn't really miss a beat. He's he played right. all he played all seventy two games. That helps. Um, I mean, he. I don't. I don't like to compliment Jokic too much, but he is obviously a great player. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Sure. Uh, so I Todd has an anti-European stance. No, it's not that. I mean, he's a goofy-looking <laughs> motherfucker. But yeah, I mean, he's it's like 
like it's the most unathletic NBA player in the in the league. Currently, yes. There have I mean, been worse in the past. I mean, there are other guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the MV, MVP candidates, like yeah, this lumbering like goofball. He looks like he could be a cement worker in Serbia or something if he wasn't in the NBA. I agree. Yeah, he looks like a like a video game character, like the bad guy from right. some like, Zang- metal Zang- or something from Street Fighter or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he played all seventy-two games. Mm-hmm. His team is. What what their third seed? I mean, he's yeah. got all the. Yeah, I'm asking you to make a case. I just, I just, yeah, yeah no, I, thought might I, be. people, there was talk of him being unanimous. I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. No, but, no, um, I don't think so. Steph's already won twice, so. Yeah, I think I think people will vote Steph highly, but I don't think he'll win the MVP. And the only reason I think Steph might have a chance is not necessarily because of what you just said, but because. The two that he won, it wasn't that long ago, but I feel like the you know, the people that vote on this, which are sports writers and, and other people affiliated with the league, they love kind of a comeback story. And it's not to say Steph has made a comeback, but he's had some injury issues. And I think a lot of people probably thought, because he had kind of weak ankles or whatever, that the best might be behind him. Sure, when he plays, he's still a spectacular shooter, ball handler, all those things, but you know, his ability to play a full season and lead a team without Clay Thompson out there. It's just been him and Draymond for, you know, this season or whatever. I think they love that sort of a story and they might fall, not fall victim to it, but they might be kind of enchanted by it and, and vote for him as a result, whether it's right or right, right or not is the purpose of this conversation. But yeah. I feel like definitely get some vote. I, I don't think he'll win. I mean, I'm basing it on other podcasts and I know Simmons has a vote and he's yeah. definitely voting for Jokic. Um, so that sort of colors my thinking. And when he talks okay. to other people like, uh, Jackie McMullen, I think she was saying she was also going to vote for him. They so agree. it seems like there's some consensus yeah, yeah. around Jokic. Okay. Um, I mean, who knows? It's, I guess it's possible that Steph could win. Um, you know, he did win the scoring title or people are going to be like, well, he won that. He doesn't, doesn't need another MVP. His team again, they're, Maybe the eighth seed, right? I think I think they'll beat uh, Memphis, but yeah, but and not to go not to go too far down the the rabbit hole here. But when you're thinking of MVP, do you think of it as and this is how I think of it? If you take that person off the team, how bad is the team? And if the the team that drops the most, you know, amongst the contenders, I think that person should be consider the MVP and it's hard. I don't follow any of those three teams, the Sixers, the Nuggets or the Warriors enough to really make a fair comparison. Yeah. There. But I feel like if Steph's off the Warriors, they're in, you know, 18th place out of, out of 15 teams or whatever. Like they're, they're horrible. It's possible. I mean, more so than, I mean, 10. they were only eighth. So, or yeah, yeah, possibly eighth, I guess at the end of the regular season, they were eighth. Right. Um, and they made a run. Jokic is a huge lower. part of the Nuggets. Like he yeah. runs their team. He's basically their point center or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, you could argue if like Jamal Moore, Jamal Murray went down, who's their mm-hmm. dynamic guard, and the team didn't lose. Like still held pace. They stayed steady. Yeah. So 
I think that's a, a check in his column, as I mentioned before. Like if he's gone, the other thing, uh, I think it was Simmons was saying like, he sometimes thinks about it, think about it. Like if you switched this guy onto another team, would that team be better? Like if, right. I've heard and, that argument too. I mean, all of, all of them. Yes, probably. <laughs> like if you put him on the suns, <laughs> yes, the suns would be better. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like they're, I guess if you switched Jokic and Embiid, like would the teams be that different? I don't know. Like they play differently, obviously. Sure. And their team, like their teams are sort of built around them. So it's, it's kind of a mm-hmm. weird thing. I think it's easier to do with someone like Steph. Like if you switched Steph and Chris Paul, who's also gotten some MVP buzz. Yeah. Similar positions. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. To make that comparison. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. A, a lot of Chris Paul's buzz is about his sort of leadership and directing the team because his stats are not impressive at all. Right. So I don't know. It's a weird, like the, it's not that the, the Suns couldn't benefit from Steph's offense, but they don't seem to need it really. So I don't, would he improve that team? Yes. But would it be better than Chris Paul is? Maybe not. Yeah. I understand. So well, I, we'll that, see. that argument sort of falls apart for me. Cause I'm like, what team are we switching? Like, I don't like if you put, yeah, st- if it's, it's a weird one, it has to be an MVP caliber player. Like, and then like, if you switch Steph and Dame, like I, Steph is a better shooter, but Dame is such a good leader and sort of like directs the team. Like that's a big part of what he does is like, he gets, he's yeah. like, he'll talk to, he, he's, he sort of mentors everyone on the team and gets them in line. I think Steph does that to some degree, but not in the same way that Dame does. So it's you can't you can't really do it like that. I don't think or I. It's hard for me to like really figure out what that what that difference is. I guess. Sure. Like if it's you switch LeBron you really and quantify. Kawhi, like they're completely different players. Kawhi doesn't, as far as I can tell, doesn't. <laughs> would rather not talk to anyone else on the team. He just wants to go out and play. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, the sort of yeah. love for Kawhi has fallen off, but you know, at one point they're like, is he the greatest player in the league after the Raptors won? He's like great two way player, blah, blah, blah. So it's that sort of switching thing is, is not useful to me. Right. And I also have no idea what to expect from the Clippers. Like I, I know they've played Who well. <laughs> They're like, oh, they, they don't have Doc anymore. Now they have Ty Lue. I'm still not convinced that Ty Lue is a good coach. I don't think he's a bad coach, but like, <laughs> look at this level. I, this is a, a path we don't need to go down. It's already 90 minutes in. But at this level, I, I'm not saying the coaches don't do anything. I'm certainly not saying that. But I feel like the coaches are such. They're so less significant than at the college level. There's yeah, not a actually, single NBA player in the league who is like listening to learn a new skill from their coach. I almost feel like the strength guys and like some of the warm up guys you see on the sidelines are as important, coaches. if not more important, than the head. <laughs> yeah, than the head coach. Well, it's the interesting. Head coach makes big decisions, but come on. Um, yeah, like Terry Stotts was getting a lot of shit when the Blazers were sort of slumping, and there's a writer for the Blazers, and he's like. At this level, I don't like 
I'm not sure the sort of influence the coach has is what you think it is. He's like, these guys are professionals. They're really yeah. good. Like the coach does some like timeout plays and like, yeah, so obviously calls the diagrams. subs, but like, yeah, that's, so that's my point. Like Ty Lu, he was the coach when LeBron won in Cleveland, right? Yeah. And LeBron brought him in, but like. Is he a good coach? I have, I have no fucking idea. Honestly. Well, like, and in that in that exact scenario, I think LeBron brought him in because LeBron could run the team yeah. through Ty Lue, you know, and I think star players in those situations will always do that. And that's fine as long as everyone knows their place. I mean, Phil yeah, Jackson yeah. was an exception. Phil Jackson had some of the biggest personalities in the history of the league. Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, guys like that. But Phil Jackson also coached in a completely different style than anyone ever has and perhaps ever will and just did a lot of sitting back and letting those professionals who know what they're doing figure out how to get out of tough situations as opposed to calling timeouts and yelling and, and whatever. I don't know. I, I'm Obviously, I don't know anywhere near enough to make these these sorts of comparisons. But, you know, but by the same by the same token, just to completely make my own point useless. I respect what Greg Popovich did with the Spurs for all those years. And he was a yeah. very vocal coach and very he's different also, style. He's also part of the front office too. Like he sure. shaped that the helped. team with R.C. Buford. And and his stars, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, they didn't want to be in the front. They didn't want to be in the spotlight. They were kind of fall into the crowd type guys. So that works out. As long as you have a personality somewhere, whether it's a key player or a coach, I think you can have a success as long as they have an understanding of what their roles are. Deep dive. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know enough to like Nick nurse obviously got lauded for when Toronto won, but like Toronto kind of sucked mm-hmm. this year. So like, is he a good coach? Yes. But <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, lost a key cog in that you, wheel two years ago. But yeah, yes. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like you can, you, you can, I think most of the coaches now, like they're on a bunch of like shitheads. So right. it's more right. about roster construction. Like if and you gave, if you gave the, uh, the Lakers roster to, uh, the Charlotte coach. Quinn. Yeah. Whoever that is. I can't think of what his name is, but like, would they still be just as good? Probably at least yeah. 95%. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, don't, I don't. Yeah. The, the variation is with it's, it's a 5% plus. And minus they got for they, sure. And Charlotte got fucking stomped in the uh, playing game. Like it was not oh, even close. Oh my God. They got killed. That's a shame. Charlotte will just and, never win. And I think, uh, the Pacers who beat them, ironically, I think got their asses kicked by Washington tonight. I guess Westbrook had his 9,000th triple double then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wizards they were, they 142, were up like Pacers 115. Jesus. Yeah. They won by almost 30. So, close I don't know. Tight battle. Who knows? I don't know. I, I, Going I, deep here in Sib Dribs. Yeah. Some, <laughs> this guy that I worked with was like, oh, he was excited about Westbrook coming to the Wizards. And I was like, eh. He's like, man, they mm. can make the playoffs. And I was like, maybe. And they did. I was kind of hoping they wouldn't just because uh, just that conversation. I was like, I mean, he was like, they're going to be in the, he's like, he's like, they'll be in the playoffs. I was like, "Mm, 
maybe. And right. they were definite maybe. Like, they're yeah. going to get fucking killed in the first round, I would assume. Every team has a chance around Christmas yeah. time. <laughs> Everyone's still in the running, especially this year. Is there two when games they started the season, at Christmas but, time. Yeah, everybody had a chance. Um, anyway, all right. So, yeah, playoffs continue. Or, uh, t- playoffs start, technically, on Saturday. So, obviously, we'll have some version of sibling dribblings in the coming weeks to uh, the Lakers play on Sunday in tune. Lakers play on Sunday. Yeah. I think it's an afternoon game. Not really sure, but so yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be watching recording it and watching and, next uh, we'll week recording and watching, by the way, love when it's a Sunday game. Cause it's on ABC and my DVR has the smart resume. So like it has all the commercial breaks mapped out so I can just, Hit the fast forward and it just does it automatically and then stops when the action resumes. Oh my god, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Technology, thank you. Anyway, um, all right. So before we go, quick reminder and announcement: as you're listening to this, it will probably be yesterday. But if I'm on the ball and get this episode out tomorrow, which is Friday, it will be tonight at some point. The May installment of the Scotty J album 2021 track will drop. Uh, this has a hip hop feel for show, so I'm hoping you all will enjoy it. It's very, I'm not going to announce what it is on this pod, but the topic is very up to the minute and relevant to what's been happening in the past week or so. So, um, so check it out. The June track I can tell you is going to be the one that I teased like two months ago that I said it just would take too much work to get it done. I'm going to drop that in June because that will be dropped on my birthday, um, which I believe is a Monday this year. So definitely looking forward to that one as well. That one's going to be a, a true hit, but the one this month is a banger. So be sure and check it out. Scotty J Productions on YouTube. If you want to look it up, please subscribe. There are four tracks up already and a fifth to be added tomorrow. Um, so yeah, that's what I got going on. Anything else going on for you that you want to discuss, talk about? Hmm. No, I mean, we don't have enough time to talk about it, but I wanted to talk about the uh, CDC guidelines. Oh, yeah. We could tease it for next week, uh, and maybe we won't talk yeah, about it next week. It. I just thought it was, <laughs> they're like, uh, wear a mask, don't rush? go anywhere. And not rush, but now they're like, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask and uh, do whatever the fuck you want if you're vaccinated. Specifically, you don't have to wear a mask at Target, Walmart, Costco, and Trader Joe's. Yeah, I but, thought that was uh, very bizarre, we're, too. We're going to, I mean, basically, it's going to be the honor system whether or not you have a mask or you've been vaccinated. Yeah, we, I know Jamie and I talked about it on the other half podcast, also, which you can find here on the BroPod Network. And we may have talked about it on this show as well. I, I thought months ago that we were going to find ourselves in a scarlet letter situation where you either have to have a, a card that was laminated or a tattoo on your forehead that said you've been vaccinated and yeah, the fact that there's there no be- vaccine passport or whatever is kind yeah, of the CDC just kind of punted and it's very confusing. Like there's still state laws. My local grocery store still has a sign outside that said mask required. I'm still wearing, wearing my mask. I have no problem with it, but it's like, what's, what's the answer here? Like, am I, it was never truly a law. So am I breaking, but I don't want to break rules either. Yeah, yeah, if very it says misleading, wear a mask, confusing. just keep wearing a mask. It's not a big fucking deal. Just a quick aside. And it doesn't hurt you. I was at yeah. the grocery store yesterday, I think. 
Might have been the day before. That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. The end. See you next week. Um, And the guy (laughs) in front of me did not have a mask on. And I think it's because he's like, fuck it. I have my vaccine. I I hope. Or he's just an asshole. Whatever. Yeah. And of course. The uh, this manager came over and she's like, you got to put your mask on. And I don't think he gave her a lot of like, she's like, uh, in our story, still got to have a mask on. She gave him the like, I don't want to hear any shit from you, asshole. Just put your fucking mask on. (laughs) Sort of look like I'm tired of this. And uh, he had a mask in his pocket. I was like, so he's just being an asshole. Like everybody else in the fucking store was wearing a mask. It wasn't like mixed company or anything i was just like come on he just wanted to be like yeah i'm i'm not fucking waiting around i'm not gonna wear my mask so i don't know honestly for me the the urgency to get the law to where the masks aren't needed are for the poor employees specifically those in the food service industry and i have no problem if there's a food service industry that has a sign that says look we have confirmed all of our employees are vaccinated. And I look back in the kitchen. They're not wearing a mask. I'm going to take them at their word. Um, but if I'm running to the grocery store or running to Lowe's or Target or whatever, it's eight minutes. I'll wear a mask. I don't fucking care. Like, because I don't I don't want to have that encounter you just described. And, and if I feel like I'm being safer for other people because I could potentially be a carrier still, then fine. I'll do that to make other people feel comfortable. It's a courtesy to your fellow man who you may never talk to or meet or learn their name. It's not a big deal. Well said. Yeah. Be nice. Don't be a dick. That's the closing message for tonight's episode. We appreciate you listening again. Scotty J Productions on YouTube. Check it out tomorrow night or yesterday evening, whatever, on Friday, the 21st of every month. There's going to be a song dropped. Um, Also check out the other half, which I just uploaded today. February, February. Wow, May twentieth. There's a new episode that Jamie and I did. Jumping uh, back and forth Jamie's, in time. Indeed, Jamie's biggest fear. Um, Ooh, what's we discussed, which is pretty interesting. Well, you got to listen to find out. Oh, That's called a teaser. It's called a radio tease. You can actually listen to that. You're not talking, so you don't have to listen to your own voice. Um, anyway, <laughs> How check out it? check us out on this. Is it two hours? It's the longest. No, it's not two hours like this one. All this is going to be. It's the longest one we've ever done, though. I think it was like 70 minutes. But you can skim. I put the time stamps for that exact reason. You can skim to that part if you want. Um, but in any event, check us out on the socials, the underscore bro underscore pod. That's for both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check us out at the uh, bropodnetwork.com. Shoot us an email, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. If you want to communicate with the show and let us know what's going on in your life. Are you wearing a mask? Or are you not wearing a mask? Do you ever crumble? They're fucking delicious. Free plug tonight's sponsor we appreciate it so thank you all for listening and until next week everybody peace, peace.